Hi everyone. So I'm called to uh, speak on what happened and what is happening in America. People have asked me, especially my Caucasian brothers and sisters, they've asked me to speak on it and to speak on what they can do. I also have a conversation that I did uh, a couple of nights ago with Deanna, which I will also post at some point in time. But I wanted to post this one first because that one, we kind of talk about a lot of different things and it kind of goes all over the place a little bit and it's it's a little bit lengthy. And I wanted to be really kind of clear and to the point, hopefully, and um, get us to a place of clarity and compassion. So, how can you help? How can you help? Here's, here's the deal. So, right now, we're all empathic. We're supposed to be we're supposed to be feeling deep empathy even more than we did before for the things that go down in the world. All of us are feeling the grief. All of us are feeling the pain. All of us are feeling the anger and the frustration. And we're supposed to be feeling that so that we can start to learn how to heal this situation. However... It's not going to be a quick fix. So this isn't something that we can put a band-aid on or that you can read a book and then it's all better. Although I am going to advocate education for us to educate ourselves. But at the same time, this is not a band-aid situation. This is not a quick fix. This is a commitment to a process of change. A commitment to building a vision and then tilling the soil. Purifying the soil so that we can grow something from a new place. This is the new earth. This is the age of Aquarius building something from new ways of thinking, from new philosophies that are more sustainable than a dualistic vision or abstract philosophies. Racism keeps us separate. Racism is, although it is a real thing that we feel in the world, it is an abstraction because we all come from the same race, the human race. Things can be broken down using inquiry right now. Inquiry as a tool. Critical thinking as a tool. And just allowing yourself to be in your emotional space for however long it takes or 
until you can be objective about your emotions. If you don't have skills in that, it takes time to grow those skills to be able to look and feel at the same time. See and feel at the same time. And sometimes that's not supposed to happen at the same time. Sometimes you're just supposed to feel and you're not supposed to be able to integrate those feelings. And that is okay. It's all okay. It is what it is. So the most important thing right now is for us to commit to change and for us to put our hearts in that commitment so it's not so much about okay let's go and protest although I think protesting is fine that's great it's a great way to channel information but it's it's about learning how to integrate so that we can start to organize and organize our thoughts, our feelings, our minds, and organize and start to build and be architects for this new world that we're building. So we're deep into being triggered in the anomaly of fear and and in all the feelings. And right now it's just that this is where we can hone in on our power, even though we feel powerless. It's the exact opposite. You're actually very powerful right now. It's very powerful that we're, we're all in our most deepest vulnerable spaces right now. Because this is where... The awakening happens first within the heart, and the heart takes lead. And then the mind goes, okay, the heart is taking lead after a month, because it takes the mind a month to understand new rhythms and vibrations. So that's why there's a lot of confusion right now about what to do and let's fix this right now. And, um, and yeah, it's no, it's about a commitment to a longer process. And are you able to commit to a longer process? Are you able at points not to know what to do? Are you able to at points as we're building this for sometimes it suck? Sometimes it will not work out and we have to start from scratch again and just keep building. Are you able to connect in an authentic, integrous, sovereign way and still come to the table? And still be together. These are the questions. And I wanted to, to bring this, this stuff first. 
and where are you at a soul level? Where are you with being powerless? Where are you with your own power? How are you connecting as a soul beyond race? What needs to be healed in your soul or in your soul lineage or in your blood lineage? What needs to be healed? Because all of this is multidimensional, meaning that we're healing what's going on here in the, in the, in the here and now and what's going what had ha, what has happened in the past as well and a lot has happened in the past a lot of trauma a lot of suffering a lot of voices that have not been heard that have been swept under the rug and we have built on top of those deaths. Blood. Rapes. And so now we're, we're going, oh, okay. Well, I'm awake to that. But are you truly awake? And what are you doing to implement change because it's holistic and because it's multidimensional it starts at home it starts locally it starts in your house it starts with your neighbors how are you doing this to the people that you that you know sometimes those are the things and that is the way in which we get the energy to start flowing and start moving. When it comes to... Um, understanding America everyone really needs to understand their American history and you can now Google it you have a smartphone Google, Google gives you some of the information but you can do your own some you can do your own research you can ask questions do your own research on all of the American history like African American history Native American history we all need to know the history about what has gone on to all of the cultures. We need to understand what the wound is before we start to heal it. What are the details of the wounds before we start to heal it? Not only the wounds, but just, just in general the culture a lot of a lot of, of people um, don't understand uh, african-american culture at all or don't even think that we have a culture or think that hip-hop is our only culture when african-americans in this country really have create have created and have been inventors of many many things
and have thrived and survived. And have been, we have had millionaires, billionaires within our community. Even in the 20s we did. So it is, you know, learning these aspects too that are so important um, for everyone, for all to know. When you understand American history, especially civics, then you begin to see a pattern in um, our government, in our economics. And you can look and see it's right there. Oh, this has happened before. Some of this stuff has happened before. When it happened... What did people do? What has changed? What's still going on? So this is the inquiry and um, critical thinking that needs to happen on an everyday basis. And it's something that needs to be learned. And learning how to do this takes time. It takes time to train your mind how to critically think. In other countries, it is actually a part of their learning curriculum, critical thinking. We're here in the United States. It's not a part of it. It's a specialty. Critical thinking and philosophy are specialty classes. It's not a ground groundwork class. Because if you were taught these classes, you'd be questioning things that you... They don't want you to question. Or you'd be having philosophies in which they don't want you to believe in, belief systems that they wouldn't want you to believe in. So here it is really, really time for people to start doing that. And doing it in an objective point of view. So not a point of view from a lens of guilt and shame. Try to be like a scientist and look at things objectively. Step back and look at things objectively. I mean, there's no guilt or shame on if you can't do it because it takes time. It's practice, right? Or if you're in an emotional space and you're like, I can't look at things objectively right now, that's enough awareness to go, okay, I'm too emotional now, I'm just in this emotional space, that I can't look at things objectively. Or being able to be in in an emotional space and look at things objectively, can you do that? Yeah, you can do that too. It takes a lot of practice and acceptance and awareness and actually actually being awake. That's how you know when you're awake, when the shit hits the fan. That's when you know when you're awake or not. Because in general, when there's trauma and fear, There's a survival mechanism is to actually go back to sleep. It's actually 
do what someone else is telling you to do, which is actually to not think for yourself. Because it's easier to listen to what somebody else is saying than it is for me to listen to myself or to my heart and what's going on. This country was built on corruption, so it has no moral compass. So, therefore, boundaries are supposed to be broken down. And we're all very used to, it's a normal for boundaries to be broken down in this country, even if we have laws that are supposed to be protecting us. And that's because that's what this country is built on. And so when we try to change something that a government that is built on this, it becomes very abstract. So these are very interesting times that we're living in. So I've also heard, you know, um, or um, people have asked me, what can I do? Um, and so that that's my my answer is that it, you, you if you want to do something, it's start to learn how to commit to doing something long term. And and just you know, on the flip side of that, I'm going to talk about Standing Rock. So everybody went and they protested at Standing Rock, and then. What happened? It was just for that year people were together. It was only a few people who were still working with the Lakota. See what I mean? So what is your commitment level? Also, there's another thing is that, um, you know, everyone, you have, we have these tools now, so there's not, there's no excuse for ignorance anymore. There really isn't. And you guys need to school yourselves. Because I feel like sometimes it's a lot to ask people of color to school you or to tell you what you've been doing wrong. It's a lot for them. It's not for, it put, make, puts them in a awkward position because they know some of the things that they could tell you about yourself or about the white community and how white people act or whatever would just trigger trigger you and you might not even be awake to what's going on and they also might not even want to have a pity party all of a sudden like oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry you're going through that oh I'm so sorry some people um are open to it but other people are not other people don't want to have a pity party other people want to just 
do what they need to do to survive and stay positive and stay strong and stay happy and you know other people might need it might need to be held and need a hug you know other people what I'm saying is people are at different spaces when it comes to this stuff everybody is at a different space when it comes to this stuff So even when we say things like um, white privilege, to me, that's an abstract statement. That statement within itself makes one think that one is better than somebody else. And yes, there is white privilege within the system which you live in, but not everybody lives within that system. So if I don't live within the system that you live within, both mentally and physically, that I'm not, you're not a privilege to me. And there are, there are subcultures within this, within America. Black people had their own communities. We're thriving in thriving communities. But white people don't know that. So they go from one, from slavery to um, uh, Martin Luther King and then to, to, to now. They don't know like the in-betweens or why there were so many lynchings or, you know, and there's never ever a question about it either until something like this happens. And then there's a question why? Well, why is this happening? You know, and so then there's no shame or guilt on that. It is what it is. No shame or guilt. So, you know, just know that what I'm saying, there's no shame or guilt on any of this. But know that if you ask a black person, hey, wake me up about some of the things, like especially um, um, uh, micro racism that goes on. Expect to be triggered because you're going to wake up to some things that you may not, you might not be able to handle. A lot of, um, I mean, I think what comes from white privilege is cognizance, dissonance. Which is not being awake to certain things that are passed down, actions and behaviors that are passed down through um, through lineages. And you know, there's no shame on it, but it just it just is what it is. So it's kind of like, uh, well, let me think of an example. An example would be, um, okay, here's one. White people will think that, or they can't tell black people apart. How about that one? 
that happens to me all the time. Or they will call me, um, they'll call me my friend's name, <laughs> and we look nothing alike, and we are nothing alike. The only person who might be, like, um, who kind of looks like me what might be, like, Ebony or something like that, but other than that, like, we look nothing alike, so it's just kind of like, <laughs> how can... I spend days and days with a person or hours and hours with a person, but that yet they confuse me with another black person. So I'm not, and I'm not saying that I've never confused um, people because I've confused people too. But they look similar. Yeah, so it's just like things like that. And it's it's really awkward to say. It's really awkward to to say this is a thing. I mean, and that one is a light one. There's other ones that are more, uh, you know, <laughs> complicated than that um there's a lot of exploitation that goes on um yeah it's just it's an interesting times interesting worlds very complicated situations but I really wanted to I didn't really want to get into that um, as a main focus because I don't really believe that I mean that might help people to kind of understand and be more awake about um, what it is that they're doing and perhaps try to, to fix that and and hopefully fix it auto just auto correct it because it's not about um, a pity party or to put somebody in shame or guilt over something that they inherited from their ancestors. But it is um, more about, for me, us being able to actually push through and go deeper into the heart, deeper into soul connection. Because I feel like we really long for deep love and soul connection where we can really vibe and be with each other not only as a human race but as a soul collective being able to connect to each other and all that is the plants the animals, the wind, the water, the earth, just be able to be in love with all that is and be held and protected and so strongly in love that that becomes the source of our power spiritual growth 
and integrity. That's my prayer.